0: Wake up, wake up, wake up. What's that one Screamo song? Wake up. Wake up. Wake up.
1: wash your face and put on some clean makeup <laughs> uh, welcome back to the <laughs> red rim and red wine podcast podcast where we talk about murder mysteries and trying to wake ourselves up from the dead of sleep my name is Kristen, <laughs> and my <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm so fucking <buggy>. sad <laughs> sarah <laughs> good job <laughs> Look at us doing the bare minimum here. Simply (laughs) introducing myself is the hardest part for me. It's it's like opening my mouth and having to say words. Well, also you didn't say
0: mishaps in the intro, and I was like, oh, did
1: I not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, totally did not catch that one. Mishaps. That's hello, (laughs) proven it. (laughs) It's a drug mystery in history. (laughs) What did you say? <laughs> here, here, here we are. <laughs> here we are, guys. Uh, I had two shots times four seconds uh, of a drink. <laughs> <laughs> of a vodka in my drink. We're bartenders, <gasps> can you tell? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I I thought... It. i didn't taste vodka but now that i'm talking and now that we've been speaking for 30 minutes like before this obviously you're not hearing that bit but like it it's hitting me i was like whoa uh she she may be strong girl power mm. what about you
0: <laughs> wait so uh what are you drinking
1: though it's just a vodka mixed drink it's a uh, vodka, Topo Chico, and uh, my mom has this, like, really sugary powder that's lime-flavored, so I put it in there. And it's good, but it's a lot of sugar, and it's kind of, like, either going to make my stomach hurt or going to give me a headache, and I'm not about it. Like, I would have rather had, like, a crystal light or something, but I couldn't find it for the life of me. It was only this nonsense. Hmm.
0: Yum. But I mean, it's good. I guess, yeah. I mean, I get the sweetness thing. That stuff makes my stern- sternum hurt, and it makes me... Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just like my my stomach is already starting to get a little, like, er I'm like, ugh, that's the sweet-ass sugary drink. Yeah. Because I'm also, like, low-key kind of trying to chug it, because I, like, want to make this entertaining. I know. know. I <laughs> am
0: uh, currently chugging a 7K IPA. By Santa Fe Brewing, because I too want this drunk mystery and history to be a little drunky. Because um, it's Halloween edition. Halloween it's October. Ooh 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 ooh. Uh, I, w- I wanted to
1: make like a. <laughs> uh, no, I go first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what? I was just gonna finish talking about my drink. Oh, yeah, Okay, just because I was drinking wine, and then I was like, let me chug this beer real quick, and then I have Mm -hmm. a little bit of wine left. And if you can guess what kind it is.
1: You're wrong.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking an actual Spanish wine from Spain.
1: You set me up,
0: bitch. I know. Uh, Savannah <laughs> brought it back to me. Uh, she bought it in nice. Spain for me. So, no. Oh. I know. Fancy. I was going to save it for when you were here, and then I ran out of my cheap wine, and I was like, okay, <laughs> sorry. We can drink whatever when you're here, so. It's
1: okay. It's okay. I'll get over it. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 I was. Sorry, I'm chugging. I was going to say that we sh- I was going to try and make like a spooky drink, but I mean, I guess like my drink is it looks like a light green, so it's like Frankenstein. It's brain juice. Brain juice, that's better.
0: Yeah, Franken You know what I was burgers, watching yesterday? Brain juice. Um yeah. Blake and I were chilling. I was doing homework, so I didn't really feel like picking something out to, like, watch, watch. So I found something on Hulu Live, like, on the live TV part. And Mm -hmm. so The Munsters was on. And I haven't spent a lot of time watching The Munsters. I'm familiar with it. I've seen bits and pieces. But yesterday we watched, like, two or three episodes. And it was just so cute, so funny. Uh, I love it.
1: I put on because I, uh, my mom just got Disney Plus for Theodore, mm-hmm. and I noticed that they had Hocus Pocus yeah. on. So last night I like settled in, got all nice and toasty in all ways, and put it on. Oh my god, it was just hell yeah! Uh, um, childhood, I want to live in Massachusetts so bad. <laughs> I want that life. I want it. I uh, want that house. I want Theodore to go in that kind of like high school in the 90s. Right. Like, oh, love everything about that video. Oh, my movie. gosh. They're making a
0: second one. I know. I saw that. Oh, my gosh. I watched um, Halloween Town. I'm pretty sure it was <gasps> yesterday or maybe two days oh, ago.
1: Oh, another good one. I know. Just because we I also have, we have like every streaming
0: year. fucking thing. Um Yeah. Thank you, Savannah, because we use her Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Uh, but we watched Halloween Town, and uh, so my, the next one on my Disney side of Halloween movies is definitely Hocus Pocus, and then also obviously Halloween Town 2 and then 3.
1: Honestly, Halloween Town is now on my list, like the whole Halloween Town trilogy. We have to save some for when we get together. We need I know. to make like a small well, little list.
0: you know. What? what Kristen? Hmm. Oh, my god. Oh
1: my gosh. The new Jeepers
0: Creepers
1: <gasps> comes out right before you come. Oh, we're saving that. Yeah. Because I love. It. What we should do is uh watch all of the the first one and the second one. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we're ready to...
0: I guess so, an hour later, and I feel like beer. I should get another beer, but I'll finish this
1: wine, and... Chuck, 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 chuck. <laughs> Not too fast, it's red wine! Oh my god, oh my god, <sighs> my stomach. <Ugh>. <sighs> yeah,
0: <sighs> Ew. i felt like i had to burp and it didn't come out (laughs) yeah
1: i bet you feel a lot of things after that Ooh, sarah you are braver than thou by me (laughs) thou is braver than i (laughs) (laughs) what are we talking about for our spooky themed drunk mystery so for our
0: october slash halloween drunk mystery and history i decided with going with the classic origin of halloween so today's drunk mystery and history from sarah is uh is in fact uh very historical it's not as like fun well i mean it's fun hopefully we mm-hmm. all learn something i did Um, for sure, because a lot of us, I think when we think about Halloween and where it came from, we kind of assume certain, uh, like religious based or non-religious based like holidays or relate it to certain things that it's actually not derived from at all. And so I'm here to tell you today about the true, uh, origins of Halloween. Uh, and I guess here we go.
1: Ooh, both spooky and educational.
0: Very educational today on my behalf. Uh so hopefully I make it fun and interesting. <coughs> there we go. Oh yeah. So obviously Halloween falls on October thirty first every year. This year we will celebrate Halloween on Sunday, October thirty first. Sunday fun day. It's a spooky Sunday fun day
1: i'm excited so we
0: definitely have to do some halloween mimosas
1: <laughs> yes for i will prepare myself yes
0: <laughs> it'll be yeah you're fine you'll be okay it'll be it'll be great it'll be fine <laughs> halloween used to oh, do it all
1: the time Sorry. yeah
0: exactly and uh we won't overdo it you know <laughs> we'll pace ourselves
1: mm-hmm <laughs>
0: Halloween traditions stem from the ancient Celtic uh, culture, I guess you could say. The Celtic festival of Samhain. Samhain? Sorry, I kind of glitched because Mm. it's spelled so differently than how it's pronounced. It's S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but it's pronounced so-in. So-in? (laughs) So-in. The Celts lived about 2,000 years ago in mostly what we now know in modern day as Ireland, the United Kingdom, and northern France. The Celts celebrated their new year on November 1st, which marked the end of summer and harvest, and it also marked the beginning of cold and dark long winters. And these cold and dark winters were also often associated with death, you know, specifically human death, because you don't, a lot of people don't exactly thrive.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, like food doesn't really grow, I guess. Aside, yeah, aside
0: from maybe not being prepared and suffering the physical ailments, you know, being... Uh, and cold, dark winter months being cooped up comes with the mental and psychological ailments as well. So
1: seasonal it- depression.
0: <laughs> That's your tweet today.
1: <laughs> yeah, I Not mean, I like was it. like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, I was looking at some TikTok, and she was like, "Man, are you telling me I'm about to have?" Or she, I don't know. She was just saying how she had seasonal depression, and I'm sitting here thinking like fuck I already have depression you're telling me I'm gonna get seasonal depression on top of that shit like that the ones like I like extra. that I always
0: see see like from years previous or year to year like when seasonal depression approaches it's like when you suffer from depression year long or year round but seasonal depression approaches to make it extra worse and then there's yeah. some kind of meme or gift to go along with like bracing <sighs> yourself you know <laughs> the celts believed that the night before their new year on the november 1st which would be october 31st uh they believed that on that day the world of the living and the world of the dead would kind of mesh together and blur together so this would give the opportunity for you know the dead to kind of return so on october 31st the celts would celebrate Samhain Uh, which was an ancient festival. And on this day, like I said, they believe that the dead were basically able to return to Earth. And it's kind of like mixed feelings on how they felt about these ghosts or the dead returning because part of the Samhain festival, the things they did were kind of done to ward off ghosts and defend themselves from the ghosts. But then we'll see Mm. in a couple seconds that the ghosts did have a benefit to some sort. So, oh. uh, on the negative side, they be- they believed that ghosts would, you know, just come to cause trouble and damage crops. So, I don't know, because it was end of, like, harvest season anyways, but maybe the crops they already had, like, they believed that they would be um damaged. So, mm-hmm. But the thing that kind of turns it around is that they also believe that the presence of ghosts made it easier for Celt- Celtic priests and druids to make predictions of the future. So I'm not um, well versed on the Celtic priest situation and what their uh duties were like i don't know i yeah. only am familiar with druids from like television but so i do know that druids are very powerful cre- or not creatures but like beings who are yeah. able to prophesize and see the future um so when we're talking about predictions of time like i guess maybe celtic priests had that same kind of power but these predictions and prophecies gave people hope and comfort during the dark long winters and so it's set it's obviously suggested that ghosts being there making it better for or easier for these predictions to come were a good thing. So during the Samhain festival druids would build large sacred bonfires where people would gather to make sacrifices to the Celtic deities. Crops and animals would be burned as sacrifices. (gasps) Not the animals. I know. No. Like I get it. I totally get your beliefs, I but I'm also it. like, you're yeah. worried about your crops being destroyed from the ghosts, and you're mm. about to face long, dark, cold winters, and you're burning crops and animals that you should probably save to like live I off know, of. But that's like, or maybe they're prepared. Like the part of the extra... sacrifice. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but I think that that's like the whole part of the sacrifice. Like a ghost isn't going to give you premonitions if you're like giving Selfish. your like extra goats away you know like you got to go a little hungry yeah, you gotta yeah prove like and yo i'm suffering and
0: i do i do believe that's a <laughs> i know still. there's some hesitation in my voice <laughs> but i do believe that's a beautiful thing like um you yeah, know like i don't understand. think i would partake but no. it's pretty cool i wouldn't you yeah. know that they like felt the need to do that
1: I'm just like, kill them before you throw them in the fire, please.
0: Yeah, who knows what their actual, like, if there was a certain kind of ritual involved. But as far as I know, they just burned in the bonfire. The Celts would also wear costumes uh, at the Samhain Festival. And these costumes were usually animal heads and skins. They would also read each other's fortunes or attempt to. I don't know, like, mm-hmm. how they would do this, but it's something that dates back, you know, for sure. Whether it was the palm or when you were born or how the stars land. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> know knows? a way.
1: It was, like, uh, the string, but I don't <laughs> yeah. think do
0: that. Well, actually, uh, like, at the very end of this, I'll mention some string. <laughs> Just wait.
1: Oh, yay! <laughs> I got something good.
0: <laughs> It's funny you mention that, honestly. Um So after celebrating the Samhain Festival, obviously the next day they ring in the cold and dark New Year. Over time, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory, and this was by 43 after death of Jesus Christ. The Roman Empire ruled the Celtic lands for about 400 years, and so throughout that time two festivals of the Roman origin kind of got combined with the Celtic festival Samhain. One of these Roman festivals was called Feralia, Feralia which was a day in late October when the Romans commemorating the passing of the dead or com- commemorated the passing of the dead. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, their version of, you know, uh, the salmon basically Mm -hmm. just on a different day the second festival from the roman origin uh, was a day to honor pomona who is the roman goddess of fruit and trees i'm not exactly sure why they celebrated pomona in october but the symbol for pomona is the apple and it could be for harvest reasons like you know who knows but yeah uh, the symbol is the apple So, the incorporation of Pomona and the celebration of Pomona into Halloween uh, might give a slight explanation as to why we bob for apples, maybe, or why apples are kind of a fall thing.
1: You know, we have a lot of like apple orchards. I mean, yeah. And they're,
0: I, I, okay, I don't know much about when apples bloom or apple orchards, but I feel like it's kind of a year round thing i don't know but i feel like it's apples are definitely a fall favorite though we have yeah we have caramel apples um you know spiced apples and apple ciders and all that good stuff so it this is just you know kind of a suggested reason as to why maybe apples are a thing during autumn and fall so just kind of interesting another thing we may associate with the origins of halloween is all saints day and um this little part will be brief but in the 18th century pope gregory iii designated november 1st as a day to honor all saints aka all saints day and there is some other uh stuff into the history of all saints day like it was originally called something else and whatever but it it, it original or it eventually evolved into All Saints Day and All Saints Day kind of you know incorporated with the traditions of the Samhain festival and so um, it just kind of added another layer to this whole like Halloween celebration so uh, November 1st being All Saints Day the evening before All Saints Day which was also when the Samhain was celebrated soon became known as All Hall- Hallows' Eve, which evolved into Halloween. So eventually, Halloween comes to America, right? Halloween was much more common in the southern colonies back in the day due to strong Protestant beliefs in the New England area. Um. So, with the American Indian and European customs meshing to an extent, a specific and distinct American "quote unquote" Halloween emerged. Some of the first Halloween celebrations, including "quote un- sorry included "quote unquote" play parties, where the f- harvest was celebrated, um, just among you know the public and communities, neighborhoods, whatever. There would be singing and dancing, fortune-telling, neighbors would share stories of the dead, as well as ghost stories. Mischief was also very common during these festivities, (laughs) of course. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, although Halloween in itself wasn't celebrated like everywhere in America. Halloween was actually populari- popularized even more in the second half of the 19th century when a new wave of, or like a heavier wave of immigrants flooded into the U.S. And a lot of these immigrants at the time were among the Irish who were fleeing the Irish potato famine.
1: Hey yo! Hey yo! Shout
0: out to My Ireland! My homeland! Um. So a lot of these immigrants at the time were Irish and they were the ones who kind of repopularized the Halloween holiday in America. So thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> very much.
1: Thank you my homeland people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think Thank I, you, I know i'm a little religion. irish i just couldn't tell you exactly i need to do my ancestry stuff or whatever oh i'm like but i'm definitely i've got to be i don't know
1: i'm like 75 percent irish i'm pretty irish that's a lot yeah i was like fairly shocked when i saw that because i thought i would be at least like half mexican nope my irish fucking took over <laughs>
0: In the late 1800s, Halloween became more about community and get-togethers, at least in America, obviously, um, less so much like uh, the spiritual type of side of things. So it evolved into like, you know, Halloween day or a week even of costume wearing, trick-or-treating, haunted houses, and parties, you know, both for children and adults. Americans borrowed from European traditions and began to dress up and go from house to house asking for money and food. This <gasps> I eventually. Ask for money? <laughs> yeah. This eventually turned into trick or treating with candy as we know it. So I would love to do adult trick or treating with food if, and money. Like, the heck?
1: Okay. I saw one woman. Uh, make a TikTok about how in her neighborhood, sh- they'll take the kids trick-or-treating and then the adults will literally bring a cooler and the adults get like a beer at each house. I'm like, okay, I want that neighborhood. I'd do that. Hell yeah. I would do that first. Candy sure. for the
0: kids, treats for the adults. Or treats Hell for the kids, you. tricks for the adults. Hey. <laughs> Hell yeah. I saw, you know, a video of how... Last year during COVID, when it was especially bad, someone made a beer zip line from their front porch to their oh. front yard sidewalk. So they had this what little fun. carriage thing that carried two beers down to the edge of the sidewalk. And it was like a pulley sat slash zip line configuration. And that thing is pretty fucking cool.
1: Yeah, that's a good use of someone's time during COVID.
0: As Halloween evolved, you know, in America as well, apparently back in the day, a young woman used to believe that on Halloween they could divine the appearance or name of their future husband by doing tricks with mirrors, strings of yarn, or apple pairings, which I'm not exactly sure on how you do tricks with Oh my with god, all of I need I need to find me a husband. How do you do this? I know, right? And this gives me witchy vibes too. So it like right? kind of feeds into uh, We'll do it stuff. when I get there. Yeah, I'll make I already have yarn. Um I have mirrors. <laughs> so <laughs> get some apples. No. <laughs> I don't know what kind of tricks we need to do, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um Obviously, Halloween parties have become such a big thing, we all love them, and they're usually costume costume parties that include games and food. They have easily become one of the most common ways to celebrate Halloween. And uh, what I thought was kind of interesting was by the beginning of the 20th century, Newspapers and you know different bits of media kind of encouraged or discouraged parents by suggesting that they should eliminate the grotesque and frightening bits of Halloween, so the like creepiness and scariness of Halloween kind of dissolved for a little bit because of the media discouraging parents.
1: But okay, media, yeah. you fuck up. And that a lot was of you things. know
0: I c- I can't give you. A, an exact date but beginning of the 20th century and i think you know obviously we've kind of come back from that and i am fucking sure glad we did because i love yeah. the scary creepy but also the fun and lightheartedness
1: of it all i love how i'm seeing kids like literal three four-year-olds wearing jason and like loving jason <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, wow, you know, I don't think that Theodore is going to be one of those kids, but it it's great to see. Hell it's yeah. It's great to see that love start young. Hell yeah. Theodore's a scaredy cat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he could handle it. <laughs> he gets scared during Up. I don't think he would be okay.
0: Yeah. Aww. One day. Oh, no. I used to, when I was little, day, day. I was terrified of... uh, why am i blanking on the name (laughs) the yellow brick road movie (laughs) the wizard of oz of the
1: monkeys (laughs) and the wizard of oz like they scared me so much oh my god you know out of that's like one of the scenes i don't remember at all but for me as a child and this was probably the only time in my life that would have been a great time to really, like, institute the no-drug rule. Because my private school, when I was in pre-K, it was the only time I was mm-hmm. in private school. we They took us to some, like, uh, D.A.R.E. program thing, but it wasn't D.A.R.E. And when we got there, they had this, like, cigarette puppet <laughs> that... <laughs> They have like a video of some, like a kid smoking a cigarette, and then the cigarette puppet like attacked the kid. <laughs> and so I remember sitting in my grandma's bathtub that night and like I was not smoking a cigarette obviously but I was just so terrified because I was thinking of cigarettes that like this puppet was gonna come in and attack me (laughs) and like I remember screaming for my grandma and like I I, that's probably like where my love of horror I guess first began because I was never the same after that
0: dude in preschool
1: and I in fact went to drugs
0: at my preschool (laughs) Oh my god. I remember they had a a magician come and this fucking dude swallowed a sword. Okay? And that's when I knew. That's when I knew.
1: Blew your mind.
0: Magic was real. (laughs) It's real. All right, And that was the uh... (laughs) Thank you for listening to the origins of Halloween. Halloween.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that was um, very educational. It, Simba, you are about to get kicked out of this yeah. recording studio. Come on. This is not very professional.
0: So, it, you know, like I mentioned, this go-round on my behalf was more educational. And uh, uh, so hopefully
1: it was uh, worth the listen. I quite enjoyed it. I loved hearing how my Irish heritage yeah brought out the spirit of halloween because you know i was thinking about it the other, because we just got uh ireland to finally listen to us hi and i was thinking i was like you know they're a bunch of catholics so i don't know if they would appreciate this but i'm glad to know we do
0: yeah and i learned a little bit um so I hope you guys did, too. And we're just so excited about October and Halloween. And so we're going to be shoveling out um, content, hopefully.
1: Hopefully, yeah. I was about to say, that's mighty promise you're no promises to two students. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> <laughs> to two students with very low motivation, we'll give you the best we can. But I think we're doing pretty good so far. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that educational, <laughs> yet very delightful. I had very fun. I had
0: learned lots of well, things. Well, so if you uh, stuck through that, Kristen, what are you talking about?
1: Well, my story is not educational in any sense, but it is Halloweeny. Well, it I is... bet I'll
0: learn something.
1: You know what? I did actually learn something about this because... I have a bad habit of the popular serial killer cases. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, I know about it. So I don't like listen about anything or like watch any uh, documentaries or anything about it. And then when I do get around to watching it, I'm like, oh shit. So I actually didn't really know what was going on. And so, yeah, this was something that I learned about a particular case, even though I'm not talking about the case don't get your hopes up this is a drunk mystery in history it's a short one but it is one that like i could not talk about in a regular episode but it's fucking crazy and it just so happens to happen on halloween so today i am going to be talking about a murder that the son of sam actually predicted (gasps)
0: Ooh, okay, good one. Mm-hmm. See, Kristen and yeah. coming in and clutch with the Interessante drunk mystery.
1: Yeah, it's funny because, like, I feel like usually you do like the murder and the drunk mystery in history, <laughs> and I try to do like the educational yeah. one. <laughs> we just totally flipped it for this one, but I saw this case and I was like, Whoa! I get it. I'm just gonna talk about it real quick. I know, like, it's probably really popularized and like, whenever a lot of people have talked about it, but I'm talking about it. So, shh. <laughs> so in reality, it is actually the murders of Ronald Seisman and Elizabeth, uh, Platzman. I just wanted to, you know, give you a little reeler in. But to start off, it. I believe that the actual death occurs on Halloween. Um, It's hard to say at exactly what time, though, because the bodies were found at 7 p.m. But either way, on Halloween day, maybe the early hours, Ronald Seisman, who is 39, was with his girlfriend, Elizabeth Platzman, who is 20, and they were at his duplex on West 22nd Street in Manhattan near Greenwich Village on October 31st of 1981. Now, there was one source that I read that said that they had lived together, uh, but others had said that she had simply just been there for a photo shoot, but either way, The pair were there, and they had a bottle of wine out to drink and began taking photos when suddenly they had heard a knock at the door. Now, the couple wasn't originally expecting anyone, so when Ronald went to look through the peephole, he would just see masked strangers at the door, apparently. Mm. It's hard to say. Like, this is from one article that I got, so I don't know, like, how exactly they would know this, but this is what they're saying. So, according to this article by Lisa Foucault from the medium, Ronald would basically tell Elizabeth to just ignore the strangers at the door, but they would keep knocking, and eventually their knocking would turn into banging. Mm. And for whatever reason, cops would suspect, like possibly because Ronald had potentially known these strangers, he would open the door and decide to let them in his duplex. Ooh. Now, officials don't really know what happened next, but the pair's bodies would be found later on that day at 7 p.m., and it would be determined that they were badly beaten and were talking about, like, bruises covering the full length of their body. They said it was a very brutal beating, and that after they were beaten, they were both shot execution-style in the back of their heads. The police did discover that there was a .25 caliber pistol that was missing from the duplex, and that pistol had been registered under Seisman. And another really weird thing was that the couple's driver's li- both of the couple's driver's licenses had been missing. Mm. Other than this, it didn't appear that anything was missing, but then again, it was kind of hard to tell because the duplex was trashed. I mean, we're talking about in one report, it said that officers couldn't even take a step in the duplex without stepping on something. So it really looked like someone had been possibly, like, looking for something or had been in search of something. Yeah, shit was turned around. Yeah. Officials would go later on to suspect, like, maybe... Uh, that they were robbing the place and the couple just happened to be there. But it's hard to imagine that a robbery would, I don't know, I, I really don't know. The way that it seems, it was like overly, overtly trashed, but I could be totally wrong because thankfully I've never been in a situation where I've had my place robbed, but that's pro- like, now that I think about it, it could probably easily be a... Uh, crash pretty badly yeah you never know i mean shit yeah you just never know so when police began digging digging into the personal lives of ronald and elizabeth they would start to hear rumors that ronald had actually been involved with drugs so there was actually an actress by the name of melanie haller who had claimed that while she was working with ronald he would actually try to force her to take drugs. Mm. Melanie would refuse him, and apparently when she did, he would become belligerent. Now, the police couldn't prove any of these claims because Melanie would end up refusing to help investigators for whatever reason. And just a side note, she does the same thing to another guy when she accuses a film producer in Long Island by the name of Roy Radden that he too attempted to drug her and she would later to decide that she just wanted to drop the charges for whatever reason so I'm not saying that these men definitely didn't do it but it is a potential like women unfortunately make it harder for other victims out there by lying about these kind of instances and just kind of like crying wolf Hmm. so it's hard to see hard to tell like what kind of situation that this is and you would later even discover that like roy and ronald were kind of friends so like if they were both dirt bags possible but right you just never know no surprise. They would also discover that Ronald had actually applied for two gun permits shortly before he died because someone had previously broken into his apartment and he had actually been in great fear for his safety. Other than this, though, the police couldn't find anything else. And the way that the couple died and the way that the place was ransacked... They didn't really suspect that it was drug dealers that did this kind of thing. Like, I guess if it was a drug dealer wanting money, um, I don't know. The cops the cop said it didn't seem like it. But I'm like, man, if I were a drug dealer, like, execution style, I guess would be the way to go. So, hmm. I, I don't know. But that's what the cop said. So, right. that's his thought. And other than this, like there's that's it that's the evidence and like that was the case and that would have been the end of this story until an informant calls the cops and has a very strange tale to tell them so he says that prior weeks prior to this murder happening there was a prisoner that had actually predicted this murder and what was that predictor's name? David Berkowitz, otherwise known as the son of Sam. Mm hmm. Ha ha ha. So Berkowitz, during this time, was serving a six life sentence term in Attica Correction Facility in upstate New York for the killing of the six victims Donna, Donna Laurie, Christine Froond. Virginia Voskertian, Valentina Serrani, Alexander Esua, and Stacy Moskowitz, and the wounding of seven others. I don't know if they didn't want to be named, so... Yeah. Who knows, yeah. And while he was spending time in uh, Attica, he just so happened to mention to this informant that his cult was going to torture and perform ritual killings on Halloween and would even go further as describing Ronald's apartment layout. Oh. So Berkowitz said that after the killing, the cult would clean the place and get rid of any incriminating culty evidence and stage it to look like something other than a ritual killing. And the apparent reason behind this was that the cult had actually worked with Ronald to make a film for the cult, yeah. though when he, Ronald first agreed to make the film, he wasn't told beforehand what this film was going to be. Yeah. And what Ronald ended up filming was a snuff video of the Son of Sam killing Stacy Moskowitz. Yeah. This film, if it were to come to light, if this apparent film that exists were to make it to the light of day, it would give evidence to the fact that their occult actually exists because it's like a theory slash conspiracy in the Son of Sam world that, you know, he didn't act alone or that he was actually in an a cult and that there are others like him, but... People were thinking, like, no way, you know, Berkowitz acted alone. He didn't do this with anyone else. But apparently, if this film were to come out, it would prove everyone wrong. Yeah. Ooh. Whoa. Right? (laughs) I was just like, what the fuck? I wasn't expecting this turn. So when Ronald had finished filming the video, which I'm like, wow, to not be told that what you're filming and then to because Stacy Mokowitz was killed on July 31st of 1977 so she was a secretary and she was with uh, a guy named Robert who was a clothing store salesman and they were in Robert's car and that is when S- Sam would approach them and Open fire on the car, striking both Stacy and Robert. So Robert would end up surviving, though he would end up losing his eye, but Stacy would ultimately end up dying from the wounds. So, I mean, this is like a very brutal slaying. Yeah. And for you to be r- recording and you at first not know what's going on and then to see that and it happened in 77 and this is in 81 (laughs) so you've definitely like had some time to sit on it yeah to have it
0: resurface all over again with more detail yeah holy shit
1: yeah it's it's very um crazy to think about but like according to this story when because I, I just don't know how you can't go to the police after seeing that. But I don't know. Apparently, after seeing this video or after filming this video, Ronald was obviously unhappy. And <laughs> there were rumors that, you know, because he had drug dealing problems, because a parent. And it's like the drug dealing problems were never valid. Like uh, police could never find evidence to validate these claims. One person said that there were drugs found in the apartment, but I don't know how true that was because in all of the like our news articles and clippings that I found, they didn't mention anything about drugs being in the apartment, and the one place that I did see it was a YouTube video. So, like, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But in no way did was there any physical evidence to him being a drug dealer. But according to... Berkowitz he had drug dealing problems and Ronald was going to use this snuff film that he filmed like to pretty much blackmail the cult into maybe helping him get out of that situation or maybe giving him money it's kind of unclear but either way like that would be what essentially seals his fate which would make sense because their IDs are taken and that's something that, you know, like to identify, that's something that uh, hit people will do. They'll take identifying jewelry right. or an ID or something like that to show like, oh, these people are who I killed. And it's it makes it seem more so that Ronald was the main target and Elizabeth, unfortunately, was just
0: wrong place at the wrong
1: wrong place wrong time yeah so when authorities actually go to speak with david berkowitz regarding the informant's claim he would give a scary accurate description of ronald's layout and it's like he's never never been there hit the family and friends are like obviously he didn't know son of sam (laughs) like he's not in some satanic colt ronald is not this type of person like we have no idea how he would know the layout and obviously this is not something that was out in the newspapers or would be easily accessible to david berkowitz unknown
0: information completely
1: it's so creepy how he like how do you know that like maybe he has been in that apartment before and ronald just so happened to, like, move in there after, but it's kind of hard to, like, oh, my God, just so many theories could... I, I just don't even know. But though, like, he gives a crazy, scary, accurate description of the layout of Ronald's apartment and basically gives a statement as to what happened to these two innocent people... The cops could they didn't have like they how could they validate this, you know? Like it's a crazy, crazy story and at the end of the day David isn't admitting that he killed anyone. He just He's knows just it. saying like My Colt did it. It's mm. like your old grandma saying like there's a demon in the corner, you're like, Okay, grandma, go to bed <laughs> i don't know it's just like you maybe want to believe it but there's no way for you to validate it it's just ugh. and with that the cops like really did not have anything to go off of and it's really they were like you know maybe he was involved with drugs maybe this was something that obviously they were tearing the apartment up they were really looking for something this was just they were wrong place wrong time this couple is just a tragic they're just victims to this senseless robbery and the real fucked up thing is is that to this day like no one has been arrested (gasps) No prime suspects have been listed. Like, we have no idea. So the fact it that is... Son
0: of Sam just knew all of that just kind of ended there because there's no proof yeah. of
1: anything exactly. else. Exactly. Ugh. hmm And it, to this day, has not been solved. Oh, my God. Unsolved. Yeah. So, I mean, I I want to end talking about the victims, what little I could find about them. So Ron was a pretty successful photographer, you know, he owned two photography businesses outside of his duplex, and he worked with some celebrities and well-known people, so he was doing very well, and Elizabeth was a Smith College student, and, you know, I'm sure was very loved. I wish I wish I had more to say, I'm sorry, but, yeah, so that is the fucking twisty turvy case that i was not expecting of the halloween murder that son of sam predicted holy shit well
0: very good tale for a halloween drunk mystery in history
1: kristen are you scared are y'all shitting your pants and now you think that there's a cult out there gonna get you because i'm kind of thinking it because they're all over the place Oh my gosh, they're everywhere. Mom, save me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very susceptible to cults. Yeah, I
0: mean, I'm borderline,
1: like, very gullible. (laughs) Yes, I'm weak. I was able to get into an abusive relationship. I can get into a cult.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Well.
1: Until next time, guys, be sure to uh, like, give us five stars, please. Nothing more, nothing less. And give us a comment. And yeah, it really helps our show and our support <laughs> and our love and affection. Like and we want to grow emotions. kind
0: of. And it really helps us by getting like a little bit of feedback or attention.
1: So be sure to follow us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Good Pods, buy us a coffee as soon as we get validated, and I think that's I it. I think yeah. it is too, at RARW
0: hey. Podcast.
1: And if you feel feeling lonely, send us a little email, let's have a little chit-chat.
0: Yeah, like literally... If you've been anywhere we've talked about, if you've had any kind of experience we've talked about, encounter... If you want to hear a
1: certain story... If you
0: have a Halloween story in mind, like, we'd love to hear it. All we've gotten so far is spam, and uh, so anyways... Red Rum and Red Wine podcast at <laughs> well, gmail.com We've gotten more than
1: spam. Don't make us look like total losers. We've got
0: one or two emails, you know, from podcast platforms that that are not spam. But we've gotten we've, a few good emails. We, but other than that, <laughs> yeah,
1: don't make us look terrible.
0: We're not terrible.
1: <laughs> we just don't have fans
0: yet. Okay.
1: Okay 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 see you next time cheers to uh halloween oh shit (laughs) cheers to seasonal depression (laughs) goodbye